Hey there, this is Therese Skelly, and I am so excited that you are going to be listening to an episode of the Fiercely Brilliant Podcast. Do you like those two words? Fiercely Brilliant. My hypothesis is that you are here for a reason. We all are. Our souls have led us on journeys that have very often taken some twists and turns, and sometimes it's not pretty. Sometimes there's struggle, and there's loss, and there's challenge, and in the middle of that, there's always the way out. And it's those times that often lead us into our great life and work. So you're going to hear stories in these episodes of myself and other beautiful people that share the journey. They share how they got to the place where they're standing, working in their brilliance and being the powerful leaders that they are. So stay tuned and enjoy this episode. Hey, 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 this is Therese Skelly, and I'm super excited. This is another episode of the Fiercely Here Women in Business podcast. And today, woo, I'm bringing in the big guns. I'm bringing in one, one of my best, dear, delightful women that I adore and love. You know, lots of people in the business world say, oh, I'm bringing my friend so-and-so. We really are friends, like for real. <laughs> like for years, oh, really? <laughs> years. We have gone through so many iterations of ourselves and our businesses and and Michelle is one of my dear close business buddies and dear delightful women that I just adore. And so when I thought like, gosh, who do I, who do I want on this show? Because this show is where I bring women on who are going to tell their stories. They're going to tell you the journey stories. They're not going to spin bullshit and tell you all the, all the great things. Of course, she's got a bunch of great things. But what I want you also to hear is how women pivot how women follow their hearts and how they make decisions that sometimes seem crazy to follow their truth. And there's nobody better at that than Michelle. So welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Well, thank you. I am so glad I am here as well. So I'm delighted to support you in this new venture. So yay. Yay. Thank you. Okay. Well, so I'm going to just read the official bio. Of course, I gave you the Therese loves you sort of bio, but there is, <laughs> there actually is life outside of Therese and Michelle's relationship. So let me give you the real world version of what Michelle does. So Michelle P.W. Parisa Wasik is a best-selling award-winning fiction and non-fiction author. On the fiction side, she writes psychological thrillers, mysteries, suspense books, and has a popular book blog. On the non-fiction side, she's written five books in the love-based business series that share how to sell more with love and build a solid, profitable business on a foundation of love. And I gotta say, I'm gonna be an author in Michelle's series. So I'll be the sixth book. Right? <laughs> you are. I am the sixth book. Yeah. In addition, she owns a copywriting and marketing company that has sold $50 million of products and services over the last eight years. Think about that. Michelle has been responsible for writing and marketing for people that have sold $50 million. This woman knows her stuff. And if you want to find her, go to michellepw.com. Now that's cool. But what do you really do? Like, like that's up here. Tell us like, like how you work. Cause part of your story is a transitional story, but yeah. what is it that you do today? So one of the ways I've pivoted that I, I don't think we've, I actually said it to you like this, but I sort of pivoted from being like one, you know, just offering copywriting services to now, um, which is what I did, you know, done for your copywriting services for two years to being a serial entrepreneur. So, <laughs> um, I know. And it's kind of funny because I'm one of those people that would have said, pick a horse and ride it. You know, actually, right. I didn't right. first say that that was uh, one of my clients, but um, I agreed with it because it is a lot more difficult to not pick a horse and ride it. But 
you know, as these things go, sometimes, you know, just because it's easier doesn't mean it's, it's Absolutely. the path you can take. Absolutely. So I still have a done for your copywriting. I'm, I'm still off for copywriting training. I've got that. And I mean, and I've got the love-based copywriting books, which is how the whole nonfiction love-based business mm -hmm. series started. And then I also am doing love-based publishing, like you said. So getting more into the book publishing and also, I'm really taking a stand that all your business marketing problems can be solved with a nonfiction book because a nonfiction wow. book can really do everything. And so that's one of them. And then I've got the fiction novels. And part of the reason why I can take a stand like that with the nonfiction books is, you know, in our industry, there's a lot of a, there's a lot of emphasis on the bestseller, getting a bestseller, right. which is great. Right. But it's not difficult to do for mm -hmm. um, nonfiction categories in Amazon. And then after you get the Amazon bestseller, there's no talk about how to market your book after right. that. Right, right, right. Um, other than maybe to give away your book for free. So I've seen that <laughs> and do like a complicated Facebook funnel and give your mm -hmm. book away for free. And, and while that can work, I'm not saying it can't work, it can work. My philosophy is a little different because I believe we should be selling our nonfiction books and doing it that way. And I had to go to the fiction that's one of the reasons why it's actually really good that I do sell fiction and nonfiction. I have five published novels out and they are That's selling. So crazy. Um, and part so of the reason cool. why I, yes, it is. It's so, so yeah. cool. Let's just, listen, let's just punctuate that. Like, oh, I've got five published nonfiction. You know what I mean? Like, let's yes. just like, y'all just hear that. The woman's got 10 books. Yes. Published, fiction, selling. Because wait till you hear the journey. Because this is, you're going to hear the journey in a minute, how she got here and what it took to get her here. Right. It was a big journey, but right. keep going. Keep going. Oh, yeah. So I had to go to the fiction side because in the fiction world, obviously the emphasis is on selling books. So mm -hmm. that's where I learned how to sell an actual mm -hmm. book that has a price tag on it, not just give it away for free. So I'm actually bringing that, all of that knowledge back to the nonfiction world mm -hmm. and learn and teaching everybody how to do it. So that's kind of what it is. So it's fiction yeah. books, uh, love-based publishing, which is, help, which is not only helping people publish in the love-based business series, but also I can help you with just getting a book published and marketing your book and then copywriting because we always need copywriting. Always. Life. It beautifully goes together. It really does. And shameless plug. That's why I'm super excited to have my book with Michelle, because there are a lot of people that do book shepherding and get your book, but that's where it dies, right? Like, yeah, you're the bestseller. Woohoo. And then you're sitting with 2000 books at home in boxes and nobody wants them. But Michelle actually knows how to do that. That's why I was like, Oh, hell yeah. I'm definitely so. I'm happy to be her author. Yes. Number, number six. Yeah. So. Well, and Sean too. So yeah. So actually. This so is true. This is true. Seven. Okay. I'll be lucky number seven. Okay. So here's, this podcast is called Fiercely Here Women in Business. And you, you know me. You know this branding for me. You've probably seen the manifesto. But I just like to, I want to hear, especially as a writer, What's your take? Like, what does it mean to you to be fiercely here in business? And I don't mean just like separate your life from it. It's really, it's really like fiercely here. Like what is, what do those words mean to you? So I guess for me, it means fiercely here. I mean, I guess I think of you because you're, because you get the <laughs> fierceness. <laughs> so but that doesn't help because we don't know you. Just do like trace. Yeah. Be trace. No. Just do like trace. Um, 
I think what it really comes down to, and this is kind of part of what your book is about, which is love-based mission. That's the title of it, mm -hmm. which is there. there is, you know, there's lots of ways to have a business. You know, there's lots of ways mm -hmm. to own a business. So you, you can certainly just, you know, have a brick and mortar business or just have a business selling widgets or whatever. And it's not, and you don't have your heart and soul in the business. Right. So there's right. different businesses depending on what you want. And so I think for some people who are just like having a business just to have a business, like one of my, mm -hmm. Uh, I remember one of my my friends from a long time ago. He had a business where he was pretty successful in Southern California, getting rid of mold out of people's houses. <laughs> Needless to say, he was not passionate about it, but it paid the bill. So and it made money and it worked out. So, mm -hmm. so you know what? It, and so if that's what being called to do, then there's nothing wrong mm -hmm. with that. But it's really when when you when you start to get into a business where you feel like your passion is kind of intertwined, or you're building a business because you have a message mm -hmm. and you want to get the message out there. And the easiest way to do that is to build a business around it. Or in the case of right. me, I taught myself to read when I was three years old because I wanted to write stories so badly. So, so when you're driven by something else, like writing for me or having a mission or, or yeah. healing or whatever, it's like you build the business backwards. Instead of the business ah. being the first thing, it's what you do in order to make what you're meant to do work. So I think for people like that, who's the business is, is almost secondary, that's where you have to be fierce because, you know, when you're selling mold remedi remediation, <laughs> things don't go very well. You know, you're, you're probably not going to take it real personally. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, marketing, the marketing doesn't work. You know, like you put a campaign out there, like a big splash and nothing works. And you probably just go back and you're like, huh, well, that didn't work. Okay, let's try just this. Just retool it. Yeah, right. yeah. You know, there's probably not a lot of like angst or like, Oh my God, the universe is telling me to do something else. I'm not enough. I don't love me. <laughs> it's probably pretty just like, well, okay, so now we learned something. Right. Let's try this. And, you, and I suspect, you know, I just, I just have a feeling when you just have a business like that, that you just really aren't that attached to. I, yeah, you might feel a little bit stressed because you need money, but you're not going to get into the whole, like, I never should have gone into business. Right, right. I'm a fraud. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm a fraud. You, you know, all those are probably not. Uh, but I think most like, of the people listening, most people in my tribe and probably your tribe are mission driven. I mean, you have love-based business, right? That's so, exactly it. So, so I our think people are connected. So, yeah. Right. And when you are, you have to be fierce or you lose yourself because that's the problem. Right. So if you can't stand up for your mission, your purpose, that's what it is. So it's, it's like if you can't, if you can't be Beautiful. powerful and fierce around that, it all falls apart. Well, was the next question I was going to say, how do you live this in your life and your business? So you already told us about your business. Is there anything you want to share? Like, I know I'm going to share something about you if you want me to about, no, about, about how. I don't know. I don't know if you're going to say. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to out you on national podcast. No, what, what I respect about you so much, because I've seen your trajectory, right? You are fiercely present to whatever comes up for you emotionally. Like yeah. you, you are fearless about facing any messiness, any feelings that are sucking you under any like like nobody's I've ever seen like seriously Michelle most people are like ah, I'm uncomfortable let me get out of it and and you are just fiercely able to just to hold the space and allow like literally transformation has happened for you so much because of your capacity to tune in so fiercely to what's true for you even when it's uncomfortable is that okay that I just outed you yes, <laughs> yes thank you yeah well you know and it hasn't been easy so I guess what I want to say to that, because it's mm -hmm. true, I am doing that. And what, what finally had happened for me was because I was, you know, as, as we'll talk a little bit about the story, you know, I was unhappy for so long and I didn't even completely figure out why or what. 
that um, I, but I knew something had to change. And so mm-hmm. the thing is, is that, you know, changing is actually really painful as well. But the thing is, is something had to happen. So the thing is, is that could do, did I want to be uncomfortable staying put or did I want to be comfortable mm. moving forward? And even though there's a lot of times moving forward, I, I want to stop and go back. But, you know, that's happened <laughs> multiple, multiple times. You know, I just have to keep, you know, what keeps me going is that if I stop and try to go back, I mean, it's, it's, not, it's really not going to be any better. Right. So, right. you know, so you have to, I think what I want, every, you know, if, if you know that you have to make a big shift and maybe you're, mm-hmm. maybe you've already turned the podcast off because you don't even want to hear this because it's too <laughs> terrifying, but this is, is the Put path. your seatbelts on. Here we go. No. Here we go. And, and we've all been there. I don't, I, you know, you just, in fact, I was thinking about this, the whole, um, Getting comfortable with, you know, I'm going to get comfortable with, with being uncomfortable. There's somebody I follow on, on Facebook that's real raw and they're, I'm comfortable being, and I'm like, hey, nobody's really comfortable being uncomfortable. So, you know, <laughs> when you say it like that, it sounds like you're, you're like uncomfortable. Like, you know, God, it's like, it's like, you know, my, my pillow is, is it? <laughs> you know, well, it's you know, a scratch. Yeah. I know. It's like, I got a little scratch. Like and it feels like you know that's something you can just be like oh it doesn't matter but you know what when you when, when you're really thinking it you know stuff is coming up you're you know you're knee deep in fear or grief or and you don't want to feel those emotions anymore you really don't you want to you want to move on but the thing is that the only way through the only, only way, way around is through right yeah well, Michelle, so if you don't hold emotion you can't do it well Michelle was you know a lot of us in this field are really woo woo we come from this like very esoteric spiritual woo woo and not Michelle. <laughs> Michelle's like daughter of a scientist, you know, yes. Michelle, this, this was not an easy, like, some people are like, Oh, I just drop into my, all my angst, not Michelle. And so I, I just want to applaud you so much because that has been part of your, we're going to talk about her, her change in a minute, but I, I wanted you to hear that. Like you can't just, it's not an escalator. It's not like, Oh, I think I'll pivot. Oh, what a glorious ride. This journey is it's so easy. I feel like I'm in first class. Give me the champagne. Oh, hell to the no. It's just like, oh shit, right? It's like this. It's like this. And you get sucked under and it takes so much courage. And so you are just a beautiful embodiment of a woman that can just be with the shit and the mess and the terror without trying to distract, without trying to spiritualize it or make it, oh, it's all happening for good. You know, you know how to do it. And so you're on the other side of it. Yeah, I think that's the key. You know, and it's interesting listening to you talk, and I hadn't really put two in together, but you know, I'm, my Enneagram is six, which if anybody of you knows, like I'm a you know, big warrior and all this other stuff, anxiety, fear is what drives us. But you know, the opposite, you know, the spiritual path that you have, you know, all of them have a spiritual, a spiritual message as well when you get to, and it's faith. So when I think about it, maybe that's what it is, having faith yeah. that even during the, the dark times, if I stay with the path. I'll get through it. And the thing is, is that it is worth it. So I also mm-hmm. say that too, mm-hmm. um, for anybody listening, that's like terrified and wants to turn the podcast off. Um, you know, it can be really difficult, moment, but overall you'll be glad you did it. Well, what, I heard so, you, what I heard you say is I made the commitment to not go back. Yes. Cause I couldn't go back. And yep. so, you know, when, if you're listening to this, this show really is about hope and inspiration. This is bringing rock stars to amazing women that have been on the journey and we're pulling the wisdom, we're pulling nuggets. And so nugget number one is 
I don't say you have to be comfortable being uncomfortable. You got to be willing to be uncomfortable. That's a better way to say it. That's way better. Willing to be uncomfortable. Willing, right? And when you, when you say uncomfortable, you really mean it's really like, it's, it's like it's the most horrible thing in the world. <laughs> I'm going to die. You know, and, and so, so Michelle and I. uncomfortable is a euphemism for that. <laughs> we're like whitewashing it. It's so, it's just, it's like the pits of hell. Like, so, so Michelle and Nancy Marmalejo and I are like daily little text friends, right? We have our little text, text threads. And so we all do this. We're all like, ah, I'm in the shit, you know? And Nancy and I are like, oh, it's happening for a reason. And Michelle's like, will you people shut up? <laughs> or maybe we'll just feel it today, right? It's yeah, really funny. We just kind of feel it. Just feel it. it. So, so, so number one is be willing to be uncomfortable. Number two, make the commitment that you're on the path. Like it's like you're not going back. Now you can slow it down. You can mitigate it a little bit. You can like, ooh, I've got to take a bath or have some, some wine or something, whatever you've got to do. And number three, get the support. Get support. Because on your own, you're going to hear all those messages of like, but you should be happy. You should be grateful. You should just just use LOA and do And if you don't have people that go, I see you. And who are you? You messy, broken, scared, Michelle. Yeah. I love that version too, just as much, right? Because your grandmas are going to be just... <sighs> you're a big fraud it's never gonna work right so anyway so that's that's just a little bit of a how to do it and michelle you have just such a beautiful story so can we tell them the big shift i feel like we've been yes. teasing we've been doing like good copy like it's coming it's good coming. teasing it i know keep teasing. listening yes keep listening so what's so, your shift so like i said I, I taught myself to read when i was three years old because i wanted to write stories and then i promptly like lost my way i you know, like, I was like, I made this, I guess like I did this. And then, so I kind of fell into, you know, I, at 16, I was looking for something else to do while I wrote my books. I kind of fell into copywriting. Everybody told me to be a journalist. I'm like, hell no. <laughs> um, and then in my twenties is when I kind of discovered this wacky world of copywriting at the time, because I'm old, there was no internet. So this was all like, you know, junk mail and, and you know, print ads, brochures. Yeah. But still, there's this whole like cottage industry of copywriters who are writing for businesses because a lot of businesses, they need things written, but they don't always need mm -hmm. things written like every day. So um, just hiring a freelancer makes a lot more sense. So there's a lot of freelancers out there that do this. And that's what I did for a long time. And then in, in 1998, I, I kind of like went back to become the business and decided this is it. I'm, I'm going to start mm -hmm. a business, freelance copywriter. And then I shifted, I pivoted again in 2004 and turned it into a copywriting company. And so that's, so I've got copywriters, I got a team, I got the whole bit. Now before that happened, back in 1998, I decided I was gonna do things differently because I had freelanced on and off for years, but this time like, but it's like I would freelance for a while and then I would like go back and get a job and then I would decide mm -hmm. I didn't want the job, so I'd go back and, so yeah. I was bouncing around and I finally decided in 1998, nope, doing this. So I, they did, there was no like, remember, there's no internet. So there's no mm -hmm. like big, like, you know, business, you know, internet online for me to take like there is now. Yeah. So, at the, so at the time I went to score uh, and, and I, and I got a free counselor. So I got my free score counselor, which was a guy who had like a brick and mortar company, mm -hmm. Thomas C. Thomas, that was his name. And uh, Tom Thomas. So I don't know what, what family ever like when I saw <laughs> they were not very creative <laughs> they just I ran out of options so I give them double <laughs> anyways I never forgot because I was like really um that's that not a joke um anyways he's very nice 
And he, uh, when he found out I wanted to be a freelance copywriter, he invited a retired freelance copywriter to come speak to me. And I was so excited about this. I thought, mm. great, she's going to tell me all her tips and I'm going to get it so far ahead. And instead, she spent the whole time trying to talk me out of being a freelance copywriter and go back and get my job. And the entire, like, the entire time was like, are you, you know, it's really difficult being a freelance copywriter. It's really oh hard to God. make it. Can you go, can you, you know, you should probably go back and get your job. I can't get my job. Okay, but you know, you could go get your job and you could write on the weekends and nights until you could get it. I can't get my job back. Mm. So it was the dream stealers, right? But but see, that's going to happen. Notice yeah. that that happens all the time when you say, "Well, this." There's always that conflicting voice that said, "Oh, but shouldn't you just have some security and yes, insurance exactly. benefits?" Yes, exactly. Or should you do this? Yeah. yeah. So we got to the end, and then she says, "Okay, well, I can see I can't talk you out of it. So here are some tips, which were crap, quite honestly." So then when we were leaving. I said, you know, part of the reason why I'm so excited to be a freelance copywriter is I also write fiction. And so now this is going to give me a chance to write uh, novels. And she got this look of horror on her. <laughs> Don't tell anybody that you write fiction. Never take you seriously. And, and for whatever reason, nothing oh, else. You took that in, huh? I took that in. Nothing else I took in. That I took in. So it became my, my, my fiction writer became my dirty little secret. So so I did write two novels and then I got a, an agent and a publisher who was interested. It didn't work out. I got discouraged and I kind of just gave up on the whole thing. And so I didn't write. So that was the thing. So, mm. so I, I didn't really tell anybody about the fiction because I was kind of, you know, hiding. I was yeah. hiding. It was, it was shameful, right? You it was shameful. shameful. That's mm -hmm. the thing. And I didn't even, yeah. yeah. So it was like, this, it was like very little secret. It was shameful. And what I was telling myself was, okay, I, you know, I'm building up the business. And then once the business is built up to some level, which I never actually set, <laughs> um, that I would write fiction. So this is what someday, I so someday. Yeah, it was like the someday. It's like okay. So once I get it, you know, it's like yeah. you know. So so then in 2015, my mother died, and uh, and basically what happened after my mother died was then I realized that okay, if I don't actually, it suddenly occurred to me, you know, if I don't actually make time for this fiction, then yeah. it's not going to happen. So it's not just enough to say, I'm just going to build this company up and then, and then it's suddenly going to magically, the time to write fiction is going to magically appear, which is kind of what I was thinking would happen. And, mm. and I'm like, no, it has to actually happen. And the thing is, is what was so interesting now that I got the five fiction books, I mean, I published the two that I wrote back in the 90s. I wrote three more and they're all up. And the thing is, is what was interesting with that whole bit is I realized how unhappy I was. Oh. And I didn't even know how unhappy I was. Mm -hmm. And I, I, you see, I was so unhappy because I wasn't writing fiction. And the thing is, is that if you had asked that to me, I would have said, well, I don't have time. Right. So this idea was like, where am I going to find the time? And so the thing is, is that, so it was like, what, so what was I doing? I was doing all this like other self-care stuff, mm -hmm. like going, you know, getting massages and doing this help. Um, because I won't on the creative fiction part of me. Mm. So it's interesting because I actually had more time once I wrote fiction. It was like Isn't everything else started to work. Yeah. So because then once I started to carve out the fiction set time, when I started writing the new novel, it was about six months before she died. I mean, she was sick. She was diagnosed with mm -hmm. cancer in 2012. And so it was about six months before she died. And it was interesting because suddenly I just got the, like, the hit. It's like, I have to start writing a novel. I have to start writing yeah. fiction. And it made no sense. I'm like, what do you mean? I've got a business to run. I've got my mother's dying. I may have to run back and forth to Wisconsin. Um, what are you talking about? I can't, I, I can't possibly start it, but I just, but at that point, you I followed I, the guidance. Yeah, I made a ding, 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 ding. A little voice. That's right. Note this. So I set the time. I carved out the time. I did it. 
And yeah, and then it was interesting how everything else worked out. Mm. But hold on. <laughs> There's a few pieces you're missing here. So, so, <laughs> so the, the problem. Oh, yeah. When you know your story, when you know my story better than I know my story. <laughs> As a cliff note, hold on. So for, for at one point, 100% of your income came from retainer clients, copywriting, and your goal is to shift, right? And, yeah. and to have income from fiction. So to move away. And so talk about, because on one hand, it's kind of terrifying. Like she's a multiple six figure rock star. Like Michelle speaks all over the place. She's very well known. And that crazy part in you that, has, that started at age three said, yeah, and, but you got to attend to this. So what was the, like the mental gymnastics or what did you have to do, Michelle, to go, I'm willing to let some of this, maybe lose some money or let go of clients while I shift, because that is terrifying. So I want you to talk about that piece. Well, I wish I could say that I was, I mean, what, part of what happened was I made a decision that I was going to do this and I did. And I think you, it all starts with a decision. And I think it's sometimes I've also decided now that I'm on the side of it, that it's better if you don't know what the decision is going to turn into. Because if I had actually known what I had decided. It's like I having have, children. You would never do it if you knew the shit they would put you through in the pain. I know. So, yeah, I, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I, I'm thinking, I, you know, yes. I decided I would rather have just been unhappy and dying. Inside. Shh, don't tell them that. No, but that's true. And that's why very often spiritually, we're just given one little step. You get one little yeah. crumb, follow that. Like if we would see like who you have to be, if you, we see that trajectory, um, it'd be like, I'm not signing up for that. Are you? Yeah. No, uh, no, 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 no. So, yeah. but you hear, you hear in her story, this is so cool. Since age three, that's five decades plus, right? Five decades. This thing has been with her calling and calling and calling. And you heard her say, and you didn't tell that you had some health challenges. Like you were breaking down basically. And now oh, that yeah. you've said, Finally, okay, uncle, I'll do it. You're happier, you're healthier. You have now a business that's, that's, that's working for you. So talk about, now, now talk about the trajectory. Well, yeah, and the thing is, is, so part of what happened, at least for me, is that once I made a decision, the universe kind of stepped in to help. And so it, it, was, it was a conscious decision to let clients go or to let things go. It just happened. so um, so it does that, doesn't it? Yeah. And you're like, that's, oh, so that's, that's what part I of what for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I would have been like, no, I can do it all. But the reality of the situation yeah. is that you know you have to, as scary as it can be, you you do have to trust the process, and you have to just keep forward. And I have made mistakes in the transition, so don't. Mm -hmm. So you know there are things that I should have done differently, but overall you know, if, if as best as you can, if you just keep following the mm -hmm. foot, you know, following and moving forward, you can do this. But I think it really just needs to start with a decision, like decision. whatever is calling you, you decide you're going to step yes. into it. Well, what, and just say me, yes. And then, and then try to, and then, and then do your best to, to follow the signs. Well, give me an example of like a mistake <laughs> and what you would have done differently. If you're comfortable sharing that. Some of the mistakes are, um, I think some of it was probably waiting too long to mm. make pivots. Right. So, you know, I mean, I, I guess I kind of saw where I was supposed to go, mm -hmm. but then I still was resisting. Mm -hmm. I guess right. that's what it is. So I guess that's one of the things that I'd like to say, because I finally just had to get really kind of ruthless in the last, like actually the last you know, few weeks. And it's like, 
because there are, you know, there are things that, that haven't happened that I want to have happened. And I finally, um, it was interesting because I'm on, uh, you know, Elizabeth uh, Purvis email and she said something like, you know, if something isn't happening, there's something you're resisting. And so I, I finally was like, all right, so I'm going to listen What's to somebody that? smarter than me. And it's like, and I just had to get really ruthless. And it's like, okay, yeah. where am I resisting? And the thing is, is that you know what to do. I know what I should be doing. Mm-hmm. I can sit there and pretend to be confused. I think that's part of what it is. Like, <laughs> I, think, I think some of it is like, you know, I did do a lot of like, you know, during some of the really bleak times, I would say like, you know, I would, I would ask God, you know, for a sign and am I on the right path? And, and a lot of times I'd get no answer, which I don't believe you ever get no answer. I think the no answer was, um, I, you know, the thing is, is that looking back on it, when it is, it's like, it's, it's almost like, you know what you need to be yeah. doing. Just don't do it. <laughs> I'm not telling you. You already know. Right. Yeah, yeah. You already know. You just don't <laughs> want to do it. I want a different yeah. answer. So I think that's really what it is. So it's like, I, I do believe that. And if you truly don't know you, the answer, the next step will show up it'll show up pretty fast. <laughs> mm-hmm. But if it's not showing up, it's because you know it and you just are, you you're just don't want to do it. And you're, you're, yeah. asking, you're, you're asking yourself, you're asking consultants, you're asking whatever, because you want a different answer. But the reality mm-hmm. is, is mm-hmm. if you want to keep going, there is no different answer. You know what you need to be doing. Well said. So what's it like to have five fiction books? Like now that you're, you're an, an author of, of fiction, like what's that like? I do love having my fiction books out there. So, yeah. um, you know, it's interesting because one thing that happens is some of my friends who read it, because I write psychological thrillers, and if you want to get a taste of one of them, yeah, you can yeah. go over to, yeah, I've got a free novella on my fiction site. So The Secret Diary of Helen Blackstone. So, so you can check that out. And it's at, at so I don't know if you're going to have the link. No, go ahead. PWNovels.com. PWNovels.com. So the MPWNovels.com. Yeah, The Secret Diary of Helen Blackstone, and they're psychological thrillers. So it's funny because one of the things that happens is because I write psychological thrillers, I do get people eyeing me, like, what are you really thinking about? I thought you were such a nice What's going on down there? That little Minnesota, Wisconsin thing, right? Like, Yeah, I know, you're so nice. What the hell is all this stuff? Dark, girl, you're kind of dark, right? Yeah, so that's been the most interesting. But yeah, and it's been so great because some of my, biggest supporters and cheerleaders are people in like the you know who, I, who I've known for years you know mm-hmm. other people who are associates and they and they and they decide to give the fiction a, cha- a shot so they yeah. read it and they email me and they're like oh my god this is so good like they're surprised yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, I just love because again I've known you for probably since 2004 like we have like seriously 15 years in business together and you're one of the top marketers like I always look to you like what do I do what's the, what's the latest trends like Michelle's brilliant but the story isn't what you did. It's who you had to become. Yes. Like it really is like you had to step into, because you said, I knew what to do. And it's the dance, like the push pull of like, I want it. Oh shit. I want to do it. Oh my God. You know, it's like that. And so when you're listening and watching to this, I want to normalize that for you. That's no, like literally nobody says, I think I'll do it. And then phew, hits yeah. it running, you know? So you can expect resistance. Like you can expect the little, as I call little voices or the gremlins, like just spinning shit in your head, telling you how scary it's going to be. And how, you know, for me, when I started to step into my healing gifts and using my, you know, which I always have to share my little pendulums in the world. Oh, I was convinced, like, I will have no credibility. They will literally laugh me off the stage. I will never have a client again. And instead it turned out like, I'm kind of getting known for that. People come to me for clearing and come to me, but the resistance in the beginning is so potent. So for you, just talk about that because I think that's a really critical piece. Like what, what do you do or how do you 
move through the scary parts and then the resistance parts. So I will say that this changes. So I, I started out and it was just kind of stopping and pausing yeah. and breathing and feeling. So yeah. that was really how it started. And now, because I think um, I, now what I started adding some tapping and some different mm-hmm. affirmation, because I think, I think part of what's happened is I've been traumatized. <laughs> and I, I mean, it sounds weird to say that because it's like, you know, when you think of trauma, you think of like, you know, something for traumatic than you know simply own business but I do think that you know if you've been in business a while and you've had things that haven't worked mm-hmm. and they've really mm-hmm. bothered yes. you yes yes I do think it does cause a certain amount of trauma especially if you see the same things happening over and over again if you've got stories in your head mm-hmm. um, and I do think that it creates a little trauma That's and the really thing is, is that your yeah. brain yeah and I'm because I've, t- you know, I've been talking to my friend Andrea Lee about this a lot mm-hmm. and she's been a, a studying that and the thing is is that as she puts it you know your brain doesn't differentiate you know make make a difference between something like you know being in a war versus not having a launch war even though our logic side says well god of course there's you know the the war would be far more traumatic what happens in the brain is the same so now i'm changing some of that Mm. because like now i've got you know because i mean you know being able to stop and breathe and hold the emotions is work but now i'm I'm doing more rewire it Mm-hmm. I'm trying to, I'm working on rewiring it. So I'm tapping as I feel it. And then I start saying, you know, new affirmations of where mm. I want to go to try to, like, I guess that's the only way you can do that. You have to actually kind of access that traumatic mm-hmm. place and then you, and then you, and then you put in new information and that's the only way you can get kind of rewire, start rewiring things. Beautiful. So this is exactly what I wanted. I wanted an episode with an inspirational story and full of tips, right? How to get through it, how to navigate it. So props to you. I feel like we delivered it quite well, my friend. We did. <laughs> so we did. did. And someday we're going to have our own Michelle and Tree show. I think we should. We've been saying this for 15 years, so at least 10. So let's just like, let's make it happen this decade. All right. Well, actually in the 2020 decade. Um, So there's the fiction and that's mpwnovels.com if you want to get the novella. I'm excited. I'm going to get that. And then what if folks want to find you like copywriting? Because, you know, that people need that stuff too. So what do you have in terms of, you know, gift or something for people? Yeah, so I do have a love-based copywriting template. So if you want to just get started on writing love-based copy, um, so that's at lovebasedcopywritingbook.com forward slash template. It's usually just a free template that's that you can only get if you buy my book, but I do offer it on certain special podcasts. Special people, awesome. So you're such a rock star. I just adore you, and I and I just love to see where you are. I really, it's just it's just heartwarming to see the the growth and the and the joy because I know the hard struggles. I know, even though you were successful, you were empty in some ways yeah. with that stuff. And so, is there anything else you want to say to the to the listeners and viewers? Um, be patient with yourself. I think we all, and I know I do this all the time. So I think it's just always good to remember to be patient with yourself. Don't compare. Mm, big um, one, big one. Yeah. You know, it's like where, you know, wherever you're on, on the path is perfect and just mm. keep taking, you know, the best you can do is pick yourself back up. And it was interesting because I was at this author conference. This is where mostly fiction writers at this conference. And one of the presenters at the stage said, you know, this whole fiction, um, she knew people way back when this mm-hmm. first started. And she says, you know, the, the thing is, if you're, if you're on this path, it's going to be up and down and you're going to hit the pit. You know, you're going to mm-hmm. think you have everything figured out and it's all working and then it's all going to collapse. And you have to pick yourself back up. And she said, I'm sitting here 
and you're and then she turned to the presenter next year it's like you're the only one here who's left i mean there's a bunch of people who started with oh. us and they couldn't pick themselves back up so they left and so that's the thing so it's like this idea that it's not, never going to be a straight line. You're never going to have it figured out. No matter what you think you do, it's going to be up and down. And when you're down, the only way it's, it's only way you're going to stay in it is if you learn how to pick yourself back up and keep going. That's awesome. That's fabulous. And so know that other women have done it. That's why I'm bringing these people out here, right? That's why you get to hear Michelle and my story and my other guests. It's been done. If we can do it, you can do it. And to reach out. If you need any support, reach out to me. I would be, I would be happy to hear, you know, hear what you're going through. So, and we would love if you could leave a review, right? Leave a review. What'd you get out of this episode? So Michelle, mwah, I adore you. I'm so proud to call you friends. Great, great, great episode. And so thank you so much for, for being with us today. Thank you for having me. Okay. Bye. Hey, if you liked this episode, I'm going to encourage you to head on over to Amazon and buy my book, Love Based Mission, How to Create a Business That Serves Your Soul. A lot of the concepts we talk about in this podcast are about how your soul shows up in your business and in your life. And so if you are really mission driven and want to make sure you're expressing as much of that in your life as you can, grab the book on Amazon. It's a very easy read with lots of practical tools. Love Based Mission, How to Create a Business That Serves Your Soul. Thanks. Bye.